Welcome to Executive Edition. I'm Leslie Langnaw with Design World Magazine. In today's episode, we are speaking with Dr. Ronald L. Hollis, President and CEO at MFG. Ron has been involved in product development for 29 years. He began his journey in 1990 working as a design engineer for the Boeing Company on the International Space Station. His hatch track design is currently floating in space. He discovered advanced design technology, including the birth of CAD solid modeling in 1990 and then stereolithography in 1992, and these changed his life. Ron became passionate about making product development more efficient, mostly driven by the slow approach of NASA and the giant wall that existed between engineering and manufacturing, and he fell in love with manufacturing. As such, his professional pursuit has been to leverage technology to make product development faster. This pursuit was realized with the development of QuickParts.com, a business that changed the way engineers buy low-volume parts by allowing online instant quoting and buying parts over the Internet. This is the way today. However, in 1999, this was a dream that was impossible. From there, QuickParts.com continued to shake up the product development world by making it easy for designers to accelerate their design process by getting parts fast. He led Quick Parts to a successful acquisition by 3D Systems. Now, Ron is focused on continuing his pursuit of making product development faster by helping manufacturers grow their business with the power of MFG, a smart marketplace for custom parts. So, thank you for joining me today, Ron. Oh, thank you, Leslie. Well, that's, a, that's a lot of words there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> you have a long history in this business. It's well-deserved. A couple of days. It's been a great ride, that's for sure. <laughs> so one of the first questions I want to ask you is, what are the differences among various providers of manufacturing production? Uh, for example, what are the various business models being used now? Well, it's a great question, and the world's changed, actually, in the last 20, 30 years. I mean, you know, you know, so your first one, of course, is the direct manufacturer themselves, right, which is what's always existed. Right? I work directly with a manufacturer, and I build a relationship with, with those guys, and they're very good at doing something, you know, a CNC mm -hmm. shop, et cetera. Right? And, and you like to work with them, you know, because you're working with the source, you know, the guy that's going to be making your parts or products. You can affect their, you know, the schedule with noise and all that good stuff. And, you know, you, you're you able to build a relationship that you can trust and count on. So it's a great, it's, it's a great thing to go direct. You know, the challenges these guys have is, um, while they're great at making parts, they struggle a little bit at marketing so they can be found and sell it. So they can build those relationships. So that's a good one. Direct manufacturing is what we recommend because it's the way to be more you know, highly efficient in your product development process. But you know, the other other ways are what we call parts distribution. You know, companies like Exometry are out there right now and do a great job of, of aggregating capacity of manufacturers. So I go there and I get a single source for multiple processes, but I struggle to develop a relationship with the guys actually making my parts, really. I'm just going through a, a you know, storefront, if you would, a, a distributor, a middleman, to get my parts. And there are advantages of that. You know, typically, you know, they, they're very good at project management, you know, mm -hmm. and, and giving you information about what's going on. You, know. you pay a price for it, for that convenience, but, but it's there. So, you know, so today, you know, you got direct manufacturing, and then you can go through a parts distributor, mm -hmm. like Exometry. Any other models? Well, those are the top two that okay. matter. So given these two models, how does an engineer choose between them? Right. Great question again. So I, it goes with what the long-term perspective of the need of the engineer is, right? So if, uh, you know, they, they're early in, in a way and they're just building prototypes, onesies, twosies, uh, 
you know, parts distribution is the highest, uh, most efficient way to go. I go, I used to go online, I quote, buy, get parts. FedEx does a good job. So highly recommend for that. It's when I actually start to increase my volumes or I'm starting to produce production level parts, right? That's when I want to start to think about the long-term relationship I'm trying to build with the people that are going to be a part of my product life cycle. And so in those, those cases, then you start to say, well, maybe I really need that direct manufacturing relationship so that I have a, a partner to take this ride with me on my product development life cycle. Okay. So then how does MFG fit in with these types of business models? Oh, great, great. So, well, we're different in the sense that, you know, MFG is a unique model where what we're trying to do, let me just tell you what we believe, you know, fundamentally is that we think small to medium-sized manufacturers are very good at making parts. That's their core. You know, the CNC shop, machine shop, injection molder, et cetera. What we also think is the same manufacturers are very weak at marketing and sales. Right? And so when that happens, they are unable to be discovered by high-quality customers, high-quality buyers, which is really what they would like to have and you know, to grow their business. So when you get in that situation, then what we want to do, and what, what MFG does, is we want to resolve that by making it very easy for quality manufacturers to be found by quality customers. So we make it easy for them to be discovered and then to build relationships with each other. One of the things I've heard you talk about is that MFG has a digital approach. Can you explain how that works and how it benefits users? Well, absolutely, yeah. So, you know, the whole world's digital now, right? We live in the digital age, and it's been that way for a while. So what we've done is we've actually taken one of the oldest, most efficient ways for allowing a buyer and a seller to find each other, the marketplace, the oldest way, right? You know, it's actually, you know, it's the beginning, right? Their marketplaces were first, and then the, so then we have that. So what we did is we put the marketplace on the internet and we do it efficiently. So it's highly focused. It's a cloud-based manufacturing focused marketplace to make it very easy for buyers of custom parts to efficiently find, discover manufacturers that want to make those parts for them. And so we leverage that technology to do that. And once that discovery has occurred, then we create tools and technologies so that they can build efficient relationships together. So we're eliminating the friction of going out trying to find and, and identify and qualify a supplier by eliminating all that technology. We eliminate a lot of that friction. Okay. So then, for example, let's, let's explore the relationship thing a, a little bit more. What would be the benefits of having a relationship with a manufacturing supplier as opposed to picking a new one each and every time? Well, again, it goes with change, right? So when you're, when you're in a situation where you're changing your manufacturing partners, right? Then you're introducing new risk into your product development life cycle. Well, you know, I like to deal with people I know. I build relationships. We go through our challenges together. And then over time, we know how to take care of each other. Not all customers are good customers and not all manufacturers are good partners. That's the case. You got to find those who are aligned with your beliefs and your, your values and what you expect out of your parts and products. And, and so that's where the relationship piece comes in. Again, as you move up the product development life cycle, long-term, more parts, et cetera, that relationship piece comes in more where you are developing what we call trust, right? Mm -hmm. Because what happens, right? You know, if I, um, I pick a, I'm an, an engineer, design engineer, and I go pick a shop because I, uh, I'm supposed to, and I didn't know where to go. So I go to Google, and I search CNC shops in Indiana, right? And I get, you know, John's CNC shop. I don't really know anything about him. And what do I do? I engage him, and I hope he's good. And then he comes along, and 
hey, you know, the first articles are good. I did a good job. And then, you know, the second shipment comes in. It's a few days late, but we look over that, you know. Third shipment doesn't show up, right? And the guy's not answering the phone. Well, what happens? Well, well I get fired. That's what happens, right? Because <laughs> right? I just cost my company, you know, the product getting launched on time, whatever. I got to go start over, et cetera. So that's where that trust piece comes, that relationship piece. And as consumers, even, uh, you, know, it's, you know, B2C, right? When I go to a store, right? I have relationships with the stores I go to because I believe they're aligned to the values I believe. You mentioned some of these risk factors. So what advice would you give an engineer to help them manage that risk when working with manufacturing suppliers? Have options. I mean, that's the number one thing you want is the ability to know who am I picking, how am I partnering, and then what am I going to do if it doesn't work out? You know, instead of putting all the eggs in the proverbial single basket, right? Let's diversify, let's distribute by having that. Where MFG comes about, what we say is, why don't you go build a relationship with a customer, a company that wants to build a relationship with you? We think that's very useful, right? And as obvious as that is, that's not the way the traditional work world goes in buying parts, right? And so if I could post an RFQ, for instance, in our marketplace, and I have 10, 20 shops respond to that, now I've narrowed the world down to 10 or 20 people who've raised their hand and said, I want to do business with you. You know, they see my profile. They know who I am, where I am, and what I am. They want to do business with me. That's great. Now I can start to investigate and interrogate and, and you know, really get an understanding of who they are, who these 20 shops are. And I know that down to two or three, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's the ones I want to build a relationship with. And then I just create strategies from that to diversify the risk, right? Maybe I start to split my orders up. Maybe I do multiple, uh, you know, break up the quantities, et cetera, right? It goes with how big the organization is, the shop that I'm using to the needs. That's a, that's a very important part, right, is um, we deal with, thousands of, of small shops, right? And you say, well, you know, what do you think your customer should be? Oh, you know, Ford, GE, et cetera, right? You have to realize the risk tolerance of a GE, right? Why would a GE want to go down to a 20-man machine shop in the middle of Indiana? Right? And, you know, the risk is too high, right? So you got to play with people who are in your field. And that's where it gets to be important to diversify that risk by knowing who's aligned to where I am in my company size and my product life cycle. You know, if I'm a small two-man product development company, I need to go deal with small um, parts manufacturers. You know, we're, we're in the same level. We, we, we appreciate each other more. Whereas if I'm a large product development company, you know, Logitech or, or Dell or something, well, I got to make sure that I can live up to the expectations of those companies so I can be successful or I'm just going to get highly distracted and, and damage my business as opposed to grow my business. So you clearly, as an engineer, you clearly know uh, what an engineer considers important when buying parts. How do you see MFG addressing those needs? Well, it goes to a couple of things. I mean, in the, in the world today, product development is fast, right? It's moving fast. That means we develop more products. And so the design engineer now, his role has actually shifted in the last 20 years. Now, 20 years ago, you know, he could probably do focus heavily more on his design and do that and transition to manufacturing. Now, you know, because efficiencies of technology, you know, the role of the design engineer starts to shift, right? When he's in a small product development company, well, he's an engineer today, but he's the buyer tomorrow. And that buy cycle really is a function of him. He doesn't have a procurement department, so he is the guy. Mm-hmm. And so in that case, what his motivations are is convenient. How can I go and find a, a qualified suppliers uh, efficiently, conveniently, easy for me? And then the second motivator is time. 
right? You know, he's more time sensitive because what he's trying to do is get his product, his parts on the dock so the assembly can start or whatever so he can get his product down the product development life cycle, right? So convenience and time are important. And so it really goes with the motivation, right? So like on the other side of the design engineer who works for the larger company that does have a procurement department, what happens is if the volume of the parts that the engineer needs is too low, right? Well, the buyers, you know, they're too busy, right? They're more important. So, you know, you go deal with that, right? You know, we don't want to deal with that small quantity. You go deal with it. And the engineer is like, well, he still has his job. So, again, he needs convenience and he needs time because he wants to efficiently buy parts because he's not a buyer. He's an engineer who's developing, but he has to do these other roles because it's just the obligation of the, of the environment he's in today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any thoughts you would like to address that I haven't asked any questions on? Well, let's see here. Um, <laughs> That's a broad question there. That is a big question. Well, you know, at the end of the day, what I, yeah, I say, yeah, you got to go with alignment of values. And what MFG does is we provide a, a you know, manufacturing-focused marketplace, which we consider very, very powerful because it's very efficient, where a buyer can go into our marketplace, post one RFQ, create one standardized RFQ, and it's going to go out to our network, our marketplace, so that people can assess it. That beats having to go to... Uh, send an RFQ to every supplier that does the parts you want, right? You know, we, we call it a one-dimensional relationship. Mm-hmm. As a guy who's bought parts in my life, I love that. I and mean, that's probably one of the most exciting things I like about the marketplace from the buy side is that I can do a, mon- a one-to-many communication with the market that I need to buy these parts. Highly efficient. The second thing, which is how we reduce risk, is we provide supplier grading. It will come supplier ratings on uh, in the marketplace. So at least you start to have some information from other qualified peers, other people who have engaged that supplier, to tell you. It's no different than I use TripAdvisor heavily every time I travel to a city, I don't know, for hotels. I don't like crap hotels. I like clean. So, you know, I want to know what the what my my peers are saying. If it's clean, then I actually care about that. And so that's the value we think is how do we make it easy? Again, the convenience for the buyer, one to many, and then reduce that risk, right? Mm-hmm. Have an informed buying decision, if you would, as you drive out, you know, your product development life cycle, picking your partners and driving. Do you have a website that an engineer can uh, explore? Oh, it's a beautiful one. <laughs> www.mfg.com. Uh, well, thank you very much, Ron. I appreciate you joining with me today. And My that, pleasure. Excellent. And that's today's edition of Executive Edition. Executive Edition.